0: Are there any rules? Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Duckman TV. Got another episode here with special guests. So, some of the young, talented superstars from Castle Hill High School, uh, the squash program of all things. So, uh, it's first time I've interviewed a bunch of squash guys. Did interview an old guy last week, Darcy Arnold, and he's got some stories to tell. So, uh, let's roll through the list here. So, we've got James Slade, William Slade. Uh, Harry Swaley, uh Darwin's not with us at the moment. And Ayan, who's also known as Mr. Cool uh yeah. Muhammad. So <laughs> then, let's start off with you, Arian. How did you come? Why did you come up with that signature email? And I heard it's your
1: YouTube page too. Oh yeah, that's because like when I was in primary school, everyone used to call me the cool kid because like yeah. I was just like <laughs> a wrap, wrap up with all of these medals in my around me.
0: Yeah, so they all you got all them from squash, or did you get some of them for your email name too?
1: Yeah, they were like half, half, half like I've got half of them here, and then from my name, and half of them from squash. All yeah. the gold ones are from squash.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, let's jump over to James and William. So, uh, which one of you two? Like, I follow cricket for years and years, and uh, Steve Waugh is my favorite player, but Stephen Marker in the Australian squad. Which one of you two is the better brother?
2: Um overall i think it's fairly even um but if we played right now i'd say my, will would beat me because i've been out for a bit yeah. um but he's been training for continuously training but before i was even injured we, we were always like neck to neck and neck to neck you yeah. know very close um it just really depends on the day so yeah yeah very close between us
0: yeah uh, Harry, you're sitting up here all nice and quiet. Where you at Port Macquarie at the moment?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm out in the bush with my grandma and my dad in the lounge room.
0: <laughs> so, all right, how did you boys all get involved in squash? I'll start with you, Harry. Your dad invited me to come along, and that's how I found about the success you guys have, because it's very hard to find some of the information unless you're specifically involved in the game or involved with the schools. How did yes. you all come about getting involved with squash?
3: Uh, yeah, so... Well, uh, well, a lot of people who play squash. We all know that it's more of a smaller community sport. So when you want to get into things, you usually have to like know someone so that you can find out where all the courts are. Yeah. And um, when I started, I used to do it as a uh, practice for hand-eye coordination because I played played baseball for a while. And so I used yeah. to do that as a kid. And um, when I moved up to Canberra, I'm no longer there. Uh, Dad, Dad ended up getting me back into squash because like they didn't do baseball up like there. Yeah. Um, and that went along for four years, and uh, moved back to Sydney, and now I play with all these boys because you know eventually you find out through the community. Oh, you, you go to my school, don't you? And all that.
0: Yeah. So, how coincidental is it uh, that you all go to Castle Hill High School as well? Like, was did you plan to all go there? Like, his we mates went to primary school together and stuff like that, and it just happened, or? He's He's just at the same place at the same time. You all had a love of squash. Or did the school sort of select people and try to build a super team?
1: No. yeah. Like, James and Will, I, like, had seen them quite a few times before um, we started Year 7 because we used to go to Balkham Hills, like, at the same time. And then it just happened that they, like, came to the same school. And then Harry spawned. Out of nowhere, he came like two years ago
2: or something, and then um <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, uh, and then we had uh Casper and darwin who are year nine. So uh Casper Ka- came out to Sydney 2020 around like yeah. downtime, and then right. just coincidence that he lived in the same area as us and was going to the same school as us. And yeah. then darwin I've kn- I've known darwin for a long time, and then it was also just a coincidence that he was. Like going to our school as well, so yeah. initially it was just me, James, Ian, and then Harry came in, and then Casper um, and Darvan came in as well. So, and that just just magically happened to be, yeah. I guess. So yeah, just so, Castle, Castle Hill
0: is just a really good area for it. Yeah, yeah. So how did so how did you and uh, James get started there? Will with uh,
2: the whole squash. Your little adventure so far uh so how i started squash me and my brother is um my dad used to play squash yeah and beforehand before squash i used to play a lot of soccer and tennis yeah um so and after i did one so- uh season of soccer and then me and james didn't really like it and then my dad suggested to do squash instead so we gave it a go and then from that point on we just like uh love playing squash from that point yeah. on. So this yeah. was probably twenty sixteen. So, yeah, seven, so it, was like, oh, yeah. it was like seven years ago, so yeah, but yeah. 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 So
0: the just and how did you get involved in it, I um
1: so I started in twenty nineteen. Yeah. But, like my dad, he plays squash and like he still does. And yeah, I just I used to play cricket like before twenty nineteen and everything. But Cricket, it got a bit boring because I didn't like... It was, like, really annoying because you have to rely on the weather a lot. If it's raining, you can't play, and then it, like, messes up everything. And that's why I started playing because my dad plays it, and then I liked it more. So I stopped playing cricket, and then, yeah, continued to squash.
0: Yeah. So so you all started reasonably young, and you You just haven't all been playing for years and years. So... How did you find so you've got involved with squash through, through your parents and things like that? But um, there's not that many people really playing a level of squash at, at your ages, really. So, at a competitive level. So, how quick did you like go from just starting out in your infancy and in your squash careers to kicking up and realizing we're pretty good at this and uh, kick on, start being in state and national championships and stuff
2: like that? Yeah, um, um, with me, it was more with my brother and I. We were surrounded by a lot of um, older, like, I'm not saying old is that, it was super old, but, like, men, basically, not a lot of yeah. juniors, especially in Borkham Hills, which basically improved us quicker than if we played with juniors. Yeah. Um, we kept, you know, improving every time. And, yeah. we're like, oh, we're actually quite good at this. When then we started to expand ourselves from that. And play more outside of Borkham Hills and different areas of Sydney, and then play more tougher juniors. Um, yeah. It was a big step for us because playing like people who just play social at Borkham Hills to compare people to juniors that are just competitive are different. So it was a big step. But after like a bit of time, we adjusted to it and we pushed them and so on. And we've continued what we're doing now. Playing these yep. juniors, but at an even mm-hmm. higher level than what we were at the beginning.
0: Yeah. So now all you boys are seventeen. So how competitive is like the under eighteen age group, or your age comparison group, in like let's say New South Wales as a whole in squash, and then at a national level in squash? Um. Yeah. People
3: are people our age. We go to like all the, all the tournaments and obviously in a lot of the tournaments, there's age brackets, uh, our, our age group is like fairly, I wouldn't say huge, but in skill it's fairly good. So, um, anywhere ranging from ages to like 15 to, um, 18 before you reach the cutoff for the 19s bracket is, um, really, really big. As soon as you hit around 19, you'll start to see people who like go overseas and start training and all that. Yeah. Um, but for as far as we go right now, I know the two Slade boys are extremely big on squash and <laughs> huge props to them. Very, they play very, very good squash. Um, and me and Ayan, you know, we go to the same court. We're getting there. We're not quite there, but we're going well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as our area goes, it's it's going pretty well. Um. Huge thanks to the fact that we all do play with men, that you, you start to see a boost in skill once you start to play against people who are older than you. So...
0: Oh, 100%, 100%. So that's the best way to develop your skills is to challenge yourself and play better people. So if that means that you've got to play out of your age group and play up against men, then that's what you need to do. That's that's the challenge to get out there. So just got Darwin's jumped in now, managed to get on. Yeah, Darwin, how are you going? I'm good. So uh, I'll just ask the boys, before I'll ask you too, so you're the youngest of the lot at the moment. How did yeah. you start your... Venture getting into
4: squash. Oh well, uh my cousins play squash and they're quite good at it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They are uh probably one of the best in Malaysia. So that's seeing them play that like, it inspired me to try and play.
0: Yeah. So in Malaysia, is there like a professional level in Malaysia?
4: Yeah, the standards are higher, uh training's more intensive, so yeah, it's kind of different.
0: Yeah. So what is there a professional level overall guys for all of you so have you seen a professional level in Australia or like are the best players in like let's say the top 20 or whatever in men's are, are they competing at a professional level or it's not really quite that high at the moment in this country
2: um in this country we're not up there as we were before before we would mm. probably we had like greats like Jeff Hunt and so on that all got to world number one number one and then squash in the whole world. Now it's kind of dropped off a bit and people in Australia professionally get to probably about 100 to 60 ranking in the world, which is different, yeah. obviously. Um, but where we were once like very, you know, it was very popular here. It was very competitive. And um, as a result, a lot of top players got to very high levels of rankings. But now that's... It's not so common anymore. Um, a lot of people, their rankings, they don't get that far because of maybe there's facilities they have so on. Um, and it's not really promoted that much anymore. Yeah. Um, but there is a professional level here in Australia, of course, just not as yeah. it was before. So. Yeah. So there's not as many people competing at
0: that level, obviously. Mm. Oh, no. Not here. So in regards to Castle Hill High School now, what did uh, – so that's not selective school at all, is it?
3: No, no public. not at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, what did your uh, principal think of when uh, he just realised all of a sudden – because it must have dawned on him sooner or later that, like, I've got all these uh, champion squash players, like very good competitive squash players. What, what do I do? So when when did they realise that and how did they manage that? So I'm quite sure – squash is not one of your probably five big sports being like soccer, rugby league, AFL, cricket, things you might dump a lot of time and money into like they, they tend to do in basketball. Uh, what what did he do when he realised that he had like high-caliber players at the school and he had so many uh, all at the school at the same time? How did they manage that?
1: Well, one of the things was that because in year nine and ten, we have bus sport, meaning that we go to, like, different um, areas, like, different sports, right? And, well, I didn't expect it, but Squash was one of them. So everyone in our grade got to go to Squash at least once to try it out. So I think that's how they were trying to give more recognition to it. Yeah.
2: yeah. And um, I'd also think that even from the beginning, I can definitely tell when I started Year 7 to where I am now, there's a different shift on a bit of like how squash is promoted in our school. Cause when I yeah. started in year seven, there wasn't much, no one knew who James and Will Slade were. And like, if they played squash at all um, yeah. and how, and how good they were. And then now in year 11, after so many times of like, you know, playing squash for school and around the country and around the state, um, I think they give more consider, uh, more awareness and they promote it more. I find than they did when I started in year seven. Yeah. Um. And obviously because of that, they know that I play, and then everyone in, not just my grade, but also in different grades of the school, know that I play competitively, and they like very surprised, and even the teachers praise me a bit of it. But <laughs> yeah. So-
0: well, well, yeah. Well, yeah I, I played when I was at school, um, through school in the '90s, and like you said, it was considered people—they they'd, um—it was a social sport. So you go and do it if you weren't playing one of the competitive grade sports. I had listed for school where you play against other schools. Um, it was still good. There were some decent squash players, but not anywhere near the level you guys are at now. So I find it amazing that that is such a big group all in one school all the same time. Is um. Do you have a dedicated squash coach at school at all that manages it, or a teacher who looks after the squash? And are they any decent?
3: Uh yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have a dedicated squash coach, but uh, I'd say we're pretty lucky. We have a huge PE staff at our school, and yeah. uh, most of the time they chip in, they help us, and they they even drive us to tournaments sometimes. And they're obviously good to chat with. But as far as coaching wise um we all have our mainstream courts that we go to and we get coached there um as as James pointed out before, um the rise in squash level has has gone down a bit as in pro and the reason why is cuz uh there used to be like 300 squash courts in new south wales now there's yep. whew, so <laughs> only about what 20s and the 10s no, no, not about much. There. not much at all and no. so yeah, obviously, the, the fall in like skillmanship at like, pro level has gone down because you know, less awareness due to less courts. Right? Yeah. How, how are people supposed to play, play squash if they aren't, you know, they don't drive by a court and think, oh, I wonder what that is? Um, yeah, so that's the, a bit, yeah, a bit sad in that.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I've seen the drop off. So in the 90s, when I was playing where, where I live, Glenmore Park, now I used to live at Warrington Darcy, played squash at the squash court I used to play at when I was very young, where I started. And that's um, a gymnasium now. So, when there's another one that has become up Kingswood, it's become an Irish pub. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they'll never get that back. So, when, when they lose them and not like replacing it with like for like or something better, I haven't, I haven't seen that. So, yeah, they don't do it's, that. Uh, yeah, so it's just interesting. There's been the drop off, and people go, Oh, why is Australian standards in squash drop? Well, I don't think it has. I don't think there's many people participating. So, Pretty, pretty hard to achieve. Who's the New Zealand guy? That's number two in the world at the moment. Paul oh. Oh. Oh, oh, Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but he's not
2: he number two pretty, in the
3: world. It's, yeah,
2: he's about four. But yeah, yeah, He's like, yeah, it's like four or five in the world. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks pretty. He was sitting number
0: one for a little while late last year. I was check yeah, checked was. out some of cool. what he does on YouTube. <laughs> looks pretty good. Yeah, so. yeah. Very, very fit. Got a good, yeah. got to tim. Yeah, yeah.
3: Extremely
0: yeah. good. So Darwin, compared to uh for level, so you got a different perspective. You can see what happens around the world a bit because your cousins playing in Malaysia. What is yeah. the standard like in Australia compared to the standard they're at in Malaysia? And like where do they rank in like sort of their rankings over there?
4: Yeah, well, Malaysia is like one of the top countries in squash, and they culture their players so. Like there's, of course, daily sessions you have to attend to, you know, commitments. So, like, I know my cousins have to train every day after school, sometimes late at night. And then Saturday and Sundays are tournaments and fitness trainings. So, where else in Australia, we only have, like, a one a week session and then private coaching on top of yeah. that. So, it's much less of a standard compared to Malaysia.
0: Yeah. if, if they got less focuses on other sport Like, in Australia, you could... You could play squash today, maybe you could be number one in the world. It wouldn't matter. You could play squash today, tomorrow you could go and play cricket, and people would accommodate that. And you could play basketball on Monday, and you could you could do seven different sports in seven different days, and that that gets catered for in Australia. Is that the same in Malaysia? They really don't have that many other focuses other
4: than what maybe football.
2: No, basketball? Malaysia.
4: Malaysia is more like badminton and squash. People, yeah. There's more courts of badminton and squash rather than you see a football field. There's probably yeah. limited football fields, uh, uh, limited basketball courts. So more like in apartments, hotels, there's, of course, every every single hotel has a squash court. Every single yeah. one has a badminton court to play in. So they encourage squash and badminton more than uh, squat, soccer and football.
0: Yeah. So, overall guys how many people do you reckon to so say how many people do you reckon to competing at your age Darwin in squash at like a state and national level in Australia that are good competitive players you would have to be up against on a regular basis then for the rest of you guys what how many do you reckon are competing in like under 17s under 18s level in the same token
4: uh, for me there's about like good players about 15 in yeah. The, Australia yeah like Casper's one of them um <laughs> Ethan, militants, yeah. There's a, about fifteen of them in Australia. That's like, quite competitive. Yeah, you're yeah. not the other guys. Like they tend to just uh come and play the tournaments. So, so let's start in that people.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say for like my age group, I can say it's for Will, and Harry, and Aon. Uh, most likely. Um, there's a bit more than fifteen. It's probably about. 20 to 30 people in australia that play in like in national tournaments yeah in new south wales if we're talking it's probably less than that um like 10 maybe so yeah. it's obviously with 30 people there's more comp- it's more competitive but also yeah. it depends where they're from and how easy like how much they train and access to squash courts but the the top 30 of that um which Will and I are I could say we're included in is very like competitive and very like they put time and effort and some of them even represent Australia with other countries for junior yep. level. So it's pretty competitive up there. Um New South Wales I'd say like we do have a little bit of like me and Will are the top in our age groups for New South Wales. Yeah. Top people. Um so of course, there will be other people that uh, we play against in uh, our level as well, like one person named Thomas Scott. Um, he's up there with us, but yeah, that's pretty much the competitiveness in our age group.
0: Yeah, so it's it's not huge, but you just be playing against the same people over and over again. So do you yeah. build good relationships with the the top guys, the top echelon guys you're competing against yeah
2: Uh, yeah i'd say we definitely do i mean i i definitely have like uh a lot of friends from other states of the country you know and i feel that's that's one of the good things in squash is that you get to make new friends and um build relationships and friendships with each other and so you know in the coming future who knows what what other circumstances or any like squash tournaments like you know um like uh staying at someone's house for a squash tournament you know you like you know them, you know them really well because you build some like type of friendship and relationship with them. So I say that's one of the best things about um squash is just building like, a friendship. Yes. Out yeah. So how how do you find that
0: Harry and I um, How do you find the whole system?
3: Yeah. On that note, like um, Will's dead on the dot. Uh, due to squash having a bit like I think the population for squash in comparison to soccer. I think we have three percent of a population that soccer would in Australia. Um, and then in that population of squash people, I think us as a total are in the top 12%. Yeah. Um, but because it's that small, because it's that dense, uh anywhere in Australia, like depending on what tournament you go to, you'll always see the same people over and over again um so yeah it's it's really really good because the community is is just like you, you go somewhere you go to a tournament it's like oh what's up guys yeah you're going it's like a kind of like a regular meetup so yeah. um you do get to know everyone and it's it's very very good um the community in squash I like i just really really love it like everyone's friendly i don't think you can meet hardly any like you know douchebag squash players so
0: yeah I, I think the camaraderie is really good it's really important if australian squash is going to be strong because like you guys at the future, like how how long do you think the best players in the world, the lasting in squash, now at, at the top, let's say top twenty, would you be in the top twenty in your mid thirties? Could you do that?
2: I'd say you can, but the most common is you'll be probably be reaching a peak uh, for professional level at that level. It would be your peak age would be twenty eight, yeah, around like late twenties. So yep. that's when they'd be peaking, and that's when they'd be reaching the highest possible. I'm not saying yep. you can't be like number one in the world at 30 or 33 it's possible yeah. but your best chance is that age age bracket of late 20s around 28 yeah
0: so how old how old's the world number one and who's the world number one at the moment
2: um the world number one is an egyptian ali farag um yeah. i think he's about 30 i'm not 100 sure he's either like 29 30 something like that i think he's 31 i think he's 31 yeah something like Mm -hmm. that um but he's a very consistent consistent player so that's i think he deserves a spot definitely because he's just so consistent with his game and just you know you never see him lose at all very often he's that consistent with how he plays on the court yeah
0: so if you guys played as much as you possibly could, right, as many games, squash and tournaments and everything, national tournaments, state tournaments, even internationals, if you could go that far, what, what's the most number of games you reckon you would be playing in a year? Jeez.
3: Oh, Yeah, that's a that's a tough question because it really depends yeah. on who you play um, yeah. or who enters the tournaments. Well, Aon, Aon, your mic isn't working. He, he's on oh, me. I, I yeah, give him a sec. Oh. <laughs>
2: I Reckon mm. I've lost count. Uh, I've mm. probably too many, you know. Yeah. Um, hundreds, I'd say hundreds. Yeah, so could you potentially be playing
0: every single week of the year?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Yeah,
0: no. so would you need to be playing every week of the year to be that competitive? So you're staying up the top of the um list, or would you, or could you have like three or four or six weeks off or something like like an off season? um where you do other stuff and have a normal life outside or it doesn't it's not really conducive to do that if you want to maintain your
2: rankings no Um, i'd say like well for me personally you want to be playing of course like periods where you know there's not much tournaments or action going on you'd still want to be playing a little bit of matches because it helps you with your match fit and with like your tactical side of the game yeah. And you will be sharp in that period where you're not playing as much tournaments or matches. So yep. I wouldn't say there's an off season technically. Yep. I'd say it'd be more like you know, your Christmas and New Year's and all that would be kind of like your break. Yeah. Yeah. One else. Um, but even so, like during times where you don't there's not much tournaments, like I said, you used to be playing a little bit of matches here and there. Yeah. So you still have
0: a a time. So what is in the year when is the peak time to be having like state tournaments, nationals, and internationals if you go that far?
3: Um, yeah, so I think right now, as of this year, uh, it's it's a bit odd because it changes every year depending when. Uh, the further down the track in the year you get, the more you have like the finals coming up. So I know, uh, I don't, oh, I don't have they happened yet, the juniors, the YJCs.
2: Right. Uh, um. The so recent, I think it was April this year. We had the AJO, so it was the mm-hmm. Australian Junior Open. Yeah. So where we could have um anywhere from overseas playing the Australian Junior um, tournament. So people from New Zealand, Malaysia, anywhere from overseas can play. And then another tournament um that's happening, going to happen in a week and a half, is called the AJC, so the Australian Junior Championships. So that's where yeah. all the be- all the Australian squash players around Australia come together and play this tournament, and obviously you know play a tournament and then see who's the best player in for the age groups in Australia. So yeah, yeah.
0: So that's that's pretty cool. Then so let's have a look. Let's talk about some of the highlights you guys have had. So you've got some medals and bits and pieces with you. Who wants to start first yeah. and roll through some of your highlights and what some of your You can change that, Ayan. You come back on. You can. It's my It's my mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah, did I miss a lot?
1: Did I miss a lot? No, let's go. Let's go through and have a look. Ayan, how about you
2: first?
3: Show your medals. Show your medals. medals. All of them. Like,
1: okay, my first ever medal, 2021. It was at Mash, Mash, and so I won a one-day tournament, and I got this amazing medal. Yeah. And then my second one, 2022. This is when like I started to go to more tournaments and stuff. This is my and then Green Shield. So Green Shield, this was 2022. First Green yeah. Shield win, I think, I remember. And then all of the other ones are like some form of CHS one. So there was this Sydney West 2022. Sydney West, like the same one that we won yesterday, yeah. but from 2022. And then we had the state championships, 2020, no wait, 2022 state championships, yeah, yeah. and then 2023 state championships, like yeah. this, and then the 2020, wait, hold on, oh yeah, and then the one that we got <laughs> yesterday, the 2023 um, yeah. West. See, I can't even handle that because it's too many. It's like 20...
0: <laughs> so what's your biggest highlight been so far?
1: My biggest highlight? Oh, my biggest highlight? was when, one, James almost bageled me, but, like, that Okay, so he... Yes. No, no, no.
3: Define what a bagel is. Define what a bagel oh,
1: is. Yeah, a bagel is when you beat someone, but and they don't get a single point. So you beat them, like, 15-0, or 11-0, top 0 Not and, really. <laughs> yeah. And James almost bageled me once, but, like, that's not my highlight. That's James's highlight, obviously. But... <laughs>
2: I've done that to plenty of people before so yeah it's, yeah but yeah it feels good all right who, who wants to go next
3: um yeah I'll, I'll volunteer myself um i don't have them with me because you know i'm in the middle of nowhere right now yeah um but i know recently uh all the open tournaments started to happen so you had the sydney open you had the tasmanian open you had the canberra open uh, my biggest highlight was um, I won the Canberra Open this year. I was really happy about that in Division One. Um, I even got to verse some like some guys from the I think it was the Netherlands. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So that was that was a really really good you know tournament win. Uh, I mean we have more opens coming up like the New South Wales one. Uh, so that should be good in October. I think all of us are going to be entering that. Maybe James. We're not sure. Um. But yeah. So that's mine.
0: Yeah. Darwin, you want to go next?
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, this was my first one. So, yeah, it was back in 2020. So, yeah, my career started, a so-called yeah. career started in 2020. Yeah. And then for the first uh, one, two years, so up to 2022, it was like smaller medals. So, like, tenant, uh Briars Club Championships. Yeah. But then it wasn't until... Uh, twenty twenty three where I started winning like bigger medals. So like the novel championships. Um then I started going to Australian championships. So I came second for the Australian uh championships which were this year. Yeah. And then uh well and then win I won more CHS medals. Yeah with the yeah. school and the state. So yeah. I guess like this year's my best year so far.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's good. really that's really good. Will James, who wants to go next? You want to go first, Will?
2: Oh, okay. Um, well, I've got a few uh, CHS medals. Oh, yeah. God. I think just bring up. It's quite a lot. Um, not all of
3: these. <laughs> it's not, not that, that many, Will. Yeah. yeah, not that many. Not, <laughs> not many.
2: all of these are CHS. Some of them are different types of tournaments. Yeah. Um, I think some of the tournaments are from um, parks. The parks yeah. from may one um i've got a um whoops <laughs> sorry um i've got a uh trophy for runner-up for state titles this year so Yeah, two in the um in new south wales for this yep. and then last year uh i came runner-up for australian junior championships for yep. under 18 boys so that yep. was so that was top 2 I was top 2 in Australia last year. Yeah. And then but this year I moved up in H, H bracket. Um so yeah, I'd say my biggest highlight is obviously um in this tournament here because this was probably one of my the that's one of probably most biggest tournaments in in the in the uh, whole year for on uh, squash. So Australian Junior Championships and uh do uh doing coming second in that was probably one of my best highlights of uh, my squash career.
0: Yeah,
2: so, that's very cool, James. Uh, so you've got. Yeah. Um. So I've got like one of my old medals, 2018. Yeah. So this was probably one of my first medals. Yeah. In the, in the under 13 boys division in this tournament in parks. So yeah. that's one of my oldest. My first really big medal. Win would be this one with to the Australian Junior Championships. Yeah. But the um Teams event, because we have a yeah. team in New South Wales against other states. So my team for age group under 13s came second. Yeah. Um, that was in 2018 also. Um I'd say this is this is my probably biggest highlight, which was the Australian Junior Open, which is what Will mentioned about uh, the yeah. tournaments in April uh last year uh under i came second in under 17 boys Yeah, so that was probably my best uh my highlight of my career yeah uh, and then like i said uh although i've been out for so long i still got quite a bit of chs trophies from like <laughs> other ones. i don't know if you can see like these are all oh, teams, yeah. most of the them same, are. The so
3: extent.
2: yeah so is- you have, when they have sports
0: days at school you ever go now let's uh medal up boys and go in and oh. uh and someone wins an award for coming like fifth in like cross country at school or something. Go,
2: oh yeah, I'll tell you about these squash medals. Um,
1: I don't, <laughs>
2: I don't say, but I think about it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not one to show off all these medals to everyone, but yeah,
0: you know, it's should be difficult. proud of your achievements. But so.
2: yeah, yeah, definitely I am. So yeah. yeah, so who's number one in New
0: South Wales at the moment in the 17, 18s age group, and who's number one at the moment New South Wales and 14s and 15s? So we'll start with you, James, who, who's sitting up the
2: top of the tree that you guys have got a to... My age group, well, technically right now it would be William because um, yeah. I'm injured and Thomas Scott, which I mentioned earlier, who's one of my competitors in our age group, is injured too. So yeah. that makes kind of Will like the only person standing, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's up there with us. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's one in our age group. Um yeah. and it goes by under under 19s, under 17s, under yeah. 15s, under 13s. So that's in New South Wales. Um, but in the country for under-19s, it'd be like Will's probably top five in the country. Yeah. Um, because there's other people above him yeah then, yeah that's all well, i really had to
0: say <laughs> so what what's happening in your age group
4: darwin oh uh, well uh we've got uh casper on top was it casper marcus Ka- Kasper, yeah, yeah. Kasper, Kasper, i think casper's Kasper. yeah and then and then marcus went so and yeah. i think yeah both top in australia as well as well yeah. as SW. yeah, yeah
2: they are both from new south wales casper and marcus yeah and i train with marcus and i get, and casper goes to our school obviously yeah. and they're also one of the top two in australia yeah so the top two plays in under 15 boys are like from new south wales and one of them goes to our school casper so yeah. um, <laughs>
3: Then, Marcus yeah. Marcus
2: Wayne even has a squash court at his house. Yeah, was, yeah, oh, really?
0: Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it. yeah, it's uh, crazy. So, so that, that sometimes uh, I've seen some South African guys and they from rugby and swimming and stuff, and they built pools in their yards, and their parents bought like houses where you could put football fields and that stuff, so they could train and do all this stuff. As <laughs> yeah, next level stuff when you get to that uh, absolute top echelon stuff there. So. Um, is squash in the Olympics and do you reckon it should be in the Olympics? Because the Olympics in my mind, I always thought was for amateur sports or professionals. Like I think the Olympics has lost its shine a little bit now because it shouldn't really have professional footballers like Messi and that shouldn't be able to play in the Olympics. I don't care how good he is because it's supposed to be an amateur sport or semi-professional at best, not have all the professional athletes competing
3: um yeah it's than in the olympics uh i think one of the main reasons why is because uh it's so when you get up to the pro level you have courts they're called glass courts or glass back glass courts yeah and um that's only way when you get like to the top of the top like when you go i think there's only two glass courts in australia are there I, I think so one, yeah uh, one, in, one in sydney one in melbourne and oh, uh, one in adelaide yeah yeah three three. and the problem with squash is it's it's kind of hard to view since it's a box so to have like a wide audience is it's a bit odd so i think one of the reasons why it isn't in the olympics is because you know it's hard to gain viewership plus the fact that it's not you know extremely recognized but yeah 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 it's uh, a squash gets a lot of um it gets a lot of like back and forth argument because it's both a team and an and an independent and and an independent game. Yeah. Uh so it's like you know you can have a team of players and then you know, the total team rank is from each person playing a match. Um, but you also have like your your solo. I mean, I know squash has things like doubles, and yeah. doubles is extremely fun. I do have to add. Uh but yeah, the reason why it's in the Olympics, you know, just not enough recognition, which is just really really sad. I reckon.
0: Yeah. So does anyone else want to add any a bit more to that or give me your thoughts about that as well? Because I genuinely think that I'm surprised the squash isn't in the Olympics or at least getting considered for it on some sort
2: of regular basis. So yeah. But- um, well my view is I think it should be, obviously. Um, and it isn't because it doesn't promote a lot of money and like Harry said, viewership as well. Yep. Um because then viewership will then create money and at the same time. the Olympics are looking to promote sport, but also have some sort of profit and financial gain on top of that as well. And I yeah. think squash doesn't provide that much for them because yeah. most sports like you watch from Channel 7 or Channel 9, um, those are channels that everyone can see pretty, ac- yeah. pretty easy to access on the TV. Um, but squash doesn't have that channel. It has its own channel, squash yeah. TV. So it doesn't, and it's not promoted on your average normal TV. So that's why there's not much viewership as well in Australia yeah. and around the world. Um yeah. So uh who are the
0: strongest countries at the moment in the world or the strongest competitions, let's say, in the world in squash, the top top three?
1: I say Egypt's one of them. Egypt,
2: yeah, Egypt yeah. is top, yeah, Egypt's really. number one. Egypt, Egypt would be one. I'd <laughs> say um, number two would be probably England, and yep. then number three probably Malaysia. Those are yep. probably the top three countries um, yep. that are pretty dominant in the squash game right now. Yeah, especially Egypt. So.
0: So what about at a professional level for money and stuff like that in the sport? So United States normally up near the top of the pile for lots of those things. How do they compare in
2: squash with money in the game and stuff? Um, Unfortunately, there's not really much profit or money you get from being top. You can get yeah. quite a bit. Um, Sponsorships help you a lot, especially yeah. with your equipment and travelling and all that yeah um, but compared to our sports we are talking about that like football rugby it's yeah not that high yeah unfortunately um, but yeah that is what it is yeah i won a
1: hundred dollars once <laughs> yeah
2: from <I> mean... <laughs>
1: this, corner, from this corner,
3: mm, yeah it's it is pretty poor up at the high level in comparison to other sports like i mean the average squash players you know you can't use it as a way of making a living put it that way
0: yeah so like for you guys if you want to travel around so what's your ambition in the future obviously you'd like to play professional or as professional as you could i imagine and uh that would come at a cost to cover travel and that's you would need obviously some sort of sponsorship and that to help each you guys out so would do you think it's realistic to be able to maybe get sponsors who could help subsidize the potential to play around the world and do that sort of stuff? Is there that sort of reach in squash or not particularly?
3: Um Will, do you want to take that one? Uh,
2: I'd yeah. say uh it can be done, but it would be very hard to do. Um yep. if you really want to take it seriously, you would have um for example, um if I wanted to take it really seriously and play like internationally and like you know become top player in the world. I would have to move out of the country and move over overseas, mostly somewhere in Europe, probably England, yeah. and yeah. find a coach, find a sponsorship, and then um, you know work my way up and build myself up the rankings to get to where I want to go as a like as my goal or ambition. Yeah. Um, like I said, it can be done, but it, it's just a big jump to big leap of faith. So,
0: yeah. All right, so I really appreciate your time tonight, all of you guys. What I want to do is go around each of you and ask what what your ambition is like for your squash careers and uh, how how you'd like to see the year end up for your squash-wise and that stuff, so particularly at school and all that sort of stuff. So we'll start off. We've got you first, Will. We'll start off with you. Uh,
2: Okay. My ambition for squash is to be top three in Australia, um, yep. By the end of this year, and my ambition for the school is to win more of these medals. <laughs> uh, win more of these medals, uh, so that way we can, and hopefully we will promote more squash in the future. Yeah, um, as the as the amount of squash players we have in our school. So yep. yeah, yeah. I Ian, we'll go to you next. Yeah.
1: So, like, my ambition also. Is to beat James and Will one day get <laughs> much better than them, and then always hit cross court nicks on Will until he says that I'm the best and he praises me, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for the school, obviously, like we won um a trophy for yesterday for our school, and we want to keep on getting them as long as we are still in school. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's good. Darwin, you can go next.
4: Yeah, my ambition would probably be one of the top ten in Australia probably by this end of this year or maybe end of next year, and then yep. for the school, I'll win more of those medals until I finish high school. Probably be known for squash, and probably yeah, probably be Casper one day.
2: Yeah, no, that'd <laughs> yeah. be nice, James. Um, well, my ambition this is more personal for me is to get back playing tournaments again after so long been out. Yeah. Um. And be up there again, like Will said, like uh, playing with him and traveling around with him, and also to win school the school medals and all that next year and until I finish school. I know I know I missed out this year, but I still got one more year until I finish school. So try and win more of those medals. So. Yeah, Harry, you can wrap it up for us. What's oh, your yeah. ambition?
3: As, um, as far as ambitions go, I mean, if I'm going to be quite honest with myself, I just want to keep playing people that, like, chop me so that I know I can keep getting better. Because uh, my favorite thing in in squash is, like, actually, refer, I prefer having a good game and, like, losing against someone who, like, absolutely thrashes the hell out of me than, like, actually winning. Yeah. Uh, because, like, you know, the only, only way to go from there is up. But uh it's a lot of fun when you always play people better than you. So, yeah, as long as I can be better than I am today by the end of the year, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, that's good, boys. Thank you very much for your time, really appreciate it. I know it's a Saturday night. Um, it's been a great chat. Thank you for so all your time. I'll stay in touch with you guys. Uh, for anyone that's listening and watching this now, this is going to go on Duckman TV on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, this will become a podcast on Weekend Warriors. Boys will get a copy of this as well, they can share. And populate around the universe, put on your school TV system if you can work out how to hack it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, wish you all the best for the future and look forward to staying in touch with you guys. Uh, everyone, have a fabulous week, keep on ducking, and I will uh catch you all again next time.
2: Thank you.